This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. A Florida state law that limits transgender athletes and where they can compete is getting the support of Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall. A.G. Marshall and 22 other attorney generals have filed an amicus brief in support of the state law. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed the Fairness in Women's Sports Act back in 2021. It's now being challenged in a federal court. The law defines sex in terms of biology rather than gender identity and limits those who are playing on girls-only sports teams to only biological girls. Marshall says that Florida and Alabama are similar in determining sex by biology, but that radical activists are seeking to promote gender ideology in order to compel states to define sex according to gender identity. Marshall maintains that the U.S. Constitution compels none of this. The numbers are out when it comes to households that will be getting refunds from Alabama Power. Last week, it was announced that the company exceeded its rate of return by $62 million in 2022. The Alabama Public Service Commission ruled that the refunds should happen based on the year-end financial results for Alabama Power. That same commission says that the refund amount will be about $23 for the average residential customer. In 2022, Alabama Power raised energy rates three different times. This latest refund will involve only customers who used power in July, August, and September of last year. A bill has now been pre-filed by a state senator to stop the early release of Alabama prison inmates in 2023. Instead, the bill would push that date to 2030. State Senator Chris Elliott spoke with WSFA News about the bill. While we have the opportunity to study it, to uh, to study this, this experiment. Elliott wants any more releases to be stopped while the state tracks the 400 inmates released so far in order to see the rate of recidivism and repeat offenses. A Walker County family has filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the Walker County Sheriff and those who work at the jail and medical center. The lawsuit claims that Anthony Mitchell died while in police custody due to hyperthermia. Mitchell was arrested on January 26th of this year, two weeks later, Mitchell had to be taken to Walker Baptist Medical Center, where resuscitation efforts were made for three hours. The lawsuit claims that correction officers and medical staff at the jail engaged in malicious abuse and deliberate indifference. An Auburn student wins a new car at an Alabama-Auburn basketball game. Sophomore Craig Noyes got his name pulled to be part of the halftime contest at that game. It was held this past weekend at Neville Arena. Noyes was able to take part in the 94-foot putt, which is putting a golf ball through a hole in a poster, which is held up at the opposite end of the court. Noyes now gets a new car from a local Toyota dealership. His team, the Auburn Tigers, had a 69-77 loss to Alabama. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, This past Monday, there have been two train derailments just days after a catastrophic toxic chemical accident happened in Palestine, Ohio. This latest one was in East Texas, where an 18-wheeler collided with a train, killing the truck driver and derailing dozens of train cars. It's still not clear whether or not those train cars had any toxic chemicals on board. The second accident happened in South Carolina in the town of Inori. The details on that train accident are also very limited. 
When it comes to the train cars that were wrecked in Ohio, the toxic chemicals were in liquid form and were vinyl chloride, which is a human carcinogen. The Norfolk Southern Railway had five cars that were filled with the vinyl chloride. Those were all derailed and damaged. So a controlled burn was implemented by firefighters, sending the liquid into aerosol form. However, the vinyl chloride can also attach to water droplets and re-enter the water table through rain and condensation. Now there's reports of hundreds of fish dead in the nearby waters in that area. Ohio Senator J.D. Vance released a statement following the accident saying his office has heard alarming stories of wildlife and waterway contamination. Vance encouraged residents to call his office with any credible reports of environmental damage. The chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, Mike Rogers of Alabama, is seeking answers from the Pentagon on how it will reverse the COVID vaccine mandate and repair the damage done to the military, as well as reinstate those who are dismissed for refusing to take the vaccine. Rogers, along with the chairman of the Subcommittee on Military Personnel, Jim Banks of Indiana, have both sent a letter to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. In that letter, Rogers and Brooks say that the Pentagon has been very slow to provide answers to their prior questions about the number of military discharged and a breakdown by rank in years of service. The end of the COVID vaccine mandate was part of the 2023 National Defense Authorization Act, and Republicans who are now in control of the U.S. House are seeking to hold the Department of Defense accountable for their treatment of those who refuse the COVID vaccine. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is expected to sign a bill into law that allocates $10 million to the executive branch in order to fly illegal aliens and border crossers out of that state and to sanctuary cities or jurisdictions. The bill was passed last week in the Florida State House and this week in the State Senate. State Senator Blaze Ingolia says that Florida is not and will never be a sanctuary state, so it's time for those sanctuary cities or jurisdictions to put their money where their mouth is. Former President Donald Trump is advising AT&T DirecTV to reinstate Newsmax or suffer more financial loss. Trump wrote on Truth Social that things will only get worse for that company as people are leaving the platform and dumping stock in the company as a result of their efforts to censor Newsmax. AT&T has lost $10 billion in value so far since their decision to pull Newsmax from their direct TV news lineup on January 24th. Here is Trump talking to Newsmax after that decision. I think it's deplorable. And we'll find, as, as Hillary would say, I, I hope it works out as well. That's a good word. But it, it is a deplorable situation and it shouldn't be allowed. It shouldn't be allowed. Uh, and, you know, the, the other thing is Newsmax did very well in the ratings. So they took something off that was actually doing well in the ratings as opposed to other shows they have that don't. So this was done for political reasons, and uh, we're gonna, we, they're going to end up winning that. They're going to end up winning. So we'll see what happens. But Chris Ruddy and the rest of them, they're great people, and they deserve better, I can tell you that. State police in Indiana made a huge drug bust worth millions of dollars, all as a result of a simple traffic stop. State troopers pulled over driver Ankar Singh and his semi-truck for not using his signal lights while changing lanes. Singh's behavior was suspicious, so a canine unit was brought in, and 154 pounds of cocaine were found in that truck. That's worth $2.8 million in street value. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Be sure and check out Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he does a segment called Election Matters. And the City Council of Washington, D.C. thinks it's a great idea 
to give non-citizens the right to vote in D.C. elections. What the heck? Do you know who all lives and works in D.C.? Yeah, so basically everybody at the Chinese consulate can go vote? Does that make sense to anybody else? Well, apparently it makes sense to the city council in D.C. So story on ABC News, after months of contention, which began shortly after the midterm elections, the House, led by the Republican majority, voted Thursday to prevent a local a pair of local Washington, D.C. bills from going into effect. Now, they went ahead and said, led by the Republican majority, let me just be clear, 42 Democrats joined the Republicans to vote this thing down because at least some of them are not crazy. Um, yeah, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy did indeed urge all his colleagues to approve the resolutions disapproving of the measure. In his words on the floor, he says, under the Constitution, Congress, not the city council, has the final say over the laws governing the nation's capital. We have a responsibility to hold Washington, D.C. accountable and stop the new criminal code and the voting rights thing from taking effect. So, yeah, th- this, is just, this is just awful. This is bad form. But this is the kind of thing that we continually see out of Democrats, the softening or the blurring of the lines regarding elections. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you are enjoying the daily detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of the daily detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 